Hello and welcome to the Fantasy Football Debaters Podcast. We're your hosts, Matt, Max, Andrew, and Chris. We're four lifelong football fans from the Chicago suburbs. We've been longtime friends and fantasy football players. We're here to share our knowledge and passion of the game and have some lively debates along the way. I'm Andrew, and let me introduce you to my co-host. Matt, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I'm excited for the season, uh, assuming we have a season. Hopefully we kick it off without a hitch with this whole coronavirus thing, and I'm just ready for it to start. It's been too long, so let me pass it on to the third co-host, Chris. What's up? Hey, I'm Chris. I enjoy long walks on the beach. <laughs> uh, Max? Hey, Chris. <laughs> good to hear from you. Um, I'm also excited for the uh, podcast to get underway here and the upcoming NFL season. Um, today we're going to dive into the first round of the draft and go through our mock first round and see what we think about it. So I'm going to let Matt start us off there. Alright, so starting off, I really don't think there's a big question. I think all of us are pretty similar here on the first few picks, but you know, we're going to do a standard league draft uh, and we're going to try to agree on the top 12. We're not going to agree, but hopefully we can help you out there in the first round. So just to start off, the first overall pick, I think the overall consensus, Christian McCaffrey, undoubtedly he's the best running back. Uh, he's going to go number one. It's a yeah. tough one to argue. I, um, I, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say Christian McCaffrey. He's got a, obviously doing great running-wise. He catches a lot of passes. I think he's definitely number one overall in everybody's eyes. All right, so yep. <laughs> we all agree on that. So yep. let's move on. So number two, I have Ezekiel Elliott as the number two running back. Now, uh, he was fantastic, too. Um, he's led the league in, in yards every single season since, he's, since he uh, got drafted. So yeah. there's, the numbers speak for themselves with Zeke. Yeah, there's nothing much to argue there either. But, uh, I mean, these first three, they're kind of dry, but over uh, overused. But, I mean, they are the three best guys. So number three will take us to... Uh, Saquon Barkley, and those are the top three guys, I think, unquestionably. No matter what, I mean, Christian McCaffrey I have is number one, but the other two are basically interchangeable to me. Uh, but yeah, basically, those are the top three guys in pretty much every draft. So you, if you're top three, you're going to get one of these guys, and you're pretty much set. So if we move on to number four, I have Michael Thomas as number four. He's uh, the best receiver of the group, and... I think he has the best chance of becoming number one receiver again. Even though he might not, he's going to be a top guy. So I have him at number four. Any discrepancies there? Personally, I'm going to go Derrick Henry in front of him. Derrick Henry ended up number two uh, for running backs last year. I think he has a very good shot at that again, considering he is the workhorse of the group. Michael Thomas is definitely going to be a safe pick, uh, regardless of where you pick him. Um, Personally, I don't think... Picking Derrick Henry over Michael Thomas is going to make that much of a difference, depending on how you're drafting. If you're going for a running back first round, I would 100% say Derrick Henry over Michael Thomas. Yeah, see, for me, I, I have the number four pick in our draft, and I'm having a hard time because I'm between Michael Thomas and Derrick Henry. I think Michael Thomas will be the better fantasy producer, but between those two, I think I'd rather have a running back, so I think I would pick Derrick Henry, but it's pretty much personal preference. Do you want the best receiver right away, or do you want the third or fourth best running back? That's basically what I'm up to there. I think both are undeniably safe picks. Um, you know Thomas is going to get targets on targets from Breeze down in New Orleans. 
he doesn't drop passes. He finds the end zone. He's really all you can ask for in a receiver. And then on the flip side, you have um, Derek Henry. Is just he's got to look at him to see he's he's the real deal. He's a workhorse. He's a tank. He's every good adjective you can throw at a running back. Um, he's going to find the end zone. He's going to get lots of carries down in Nashville. So so Max, I'm I'm taking a look at your uh, at your list here, and I'm not seeing Henry at number four or even number five. So I'm I'm seeing uh. What I believe to be Kamara with your handwriting there, but <laughs> um, so my list is a little fluid as I learn information along the way. Um, I think I think Derek I think Derek Henry is is the the safer option between I I think Kamara is going to have a higher ceiling with a bit on a higher powered offense. Um, and as he showed two years ago pre injury, he can really be an explosive player. But I think Derek Henry is the safer pick. Um, in terms of just, he just, Derrick Henry's going to be Derrick Henry and he's going to get the job done. I think that, uh, you know, with the first three picks in pretty much every draft being, you know, Christian McCaffrey, Saquon, and Zeke, <clears throat> I think that, uh, if you're still trying to get a running back in the first round early, I think Derrick Henry is obviously your pick. Um, unless you're, unless you really want a receiver, then obviously first three picks are pretty, pretty much staples in everyone's league. It's going to be the C-Max, the Saquons, and the Zeeks going one, two, three. And uh, if you've got that fourth spot, I would probably take Derrick Henry at four. You know, there's always a chance that one of those three drops, too, because there's always some idiot that's going to take the big-name Lamar Jackson up there at the top. Especially if you're in a league with, uh, quote-unquote, more casual players that aren't as dialed in and not listening to our podcast and getting information. Um, You're going to have some the the bigger names um, taken. just just, just because they're center, yeah. mm-hmm, just because they're headlines and don't get me wrong they're good players but um so there is a chance if um one of the three will fall but if you're in a league where people know what they're doing I'd say it's pretty safe that's a top three yeah and, um, and if you're if you're taking Lamar Jackson over that you're really kind of screwing yourself and I I don't know it's you're you're kind of hindering your team you don't want to spend your first pick on a quarterback. You only have one quarterback, so they don't they don't produce as much. Well, I wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't say you don't want to spend your first pick, but I would say you don't want to spend a top five. Yeah, pick. when or you even can, top when you can get somebody like right, this. it's about the, the the quality of or quantity of the position and the depth of it. I There's just running, a lot of good quarterbacks. I just think running backs are way safer to take early, just because they're they're going to be touching the ball a lot more than. I mean, you got guys like Michael Thomas that are what he how many catches was he averaging last year? Like, a lot, like <laughs> at least. <laughs> At least twelve a game, right? He and he doesn't drop it. He's he's as dependable as a receiver. But I'm, yeah, like I said, on the flip side, Derrick Henry, you know, Derrick Henry is going to get the ball, right? A like, lot. Like that's why Michael Thomas is the safest receiver to take early. If you're going to take, right. If you're going to take any receiver early, it's Michael Thomas. Yeah, absolutely. Without a I, I prefer to take a running back too, just because it seems like running backs are so much harder to come by when you hit the second and third rounds, right? And they're not the quality is so much worse when you get to those rounds. So I I'd prefer to take a running back right away, right? Because the the guys, the running backs in the league that are going to get you the most are the ones that are going to go one, two, and three. Right. Do we all? Do you three all have? Is it consensus? We have um, Henry over Kamara. Is there any debate? Kamara, I, have you I, than Henry? I did have Kamara uh, ahead of him just because he does catch a lot of out of the out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. Higher powered I offense. Think in, I think in a PPR league you will have Kamara higher, but in this the standard draft, I think Derrick Henry just gets too many touches and he's too much of a monster to. You cannot tackle that guy. Yeah, so. All right, well, let's move on. Number six, I have, this is where we're going to start really differing here. I have Devontae Adams 
in the standard league as number six. He's the only guy there, and I think he is he's just fantastic as long as he can stay healthy. Uh, I think he's he's just a good receiver. And I really the reason for my pick on this one is that I think there's a drop off from running backs. So I would take Devontae Adams as a top receiver over those that those next tiers of running backs. So personally I have Hopkins um, right over him, but I have Devonta Adams right after. So I don't think I think they're a little bit interchangeable. Like they're both solid receivers um, going into it. Devonte Adams is going to be the only receiver. He's the main receiver, the only one that Aaron Rodgers is really going to be looking at seriously. Hopkins is going into the new team. He's going into the Cardinals. I think he's still going to have a fantastic year. Although I do believe Watson was the better quarterback um, over Murray. So I think he's still gonna. I think he's still gonna do really well, and he's coming into a better, um, I think, system. yeah, better system, offensive power. He's got more options. I think it's gonna open it up for him, and I think he's gonna have another really good season. But I don't think uh, taking Adams over him is a m- absolute must. I think it's pretty pretty close picks there. I think Adams is on a similar uh, a similar thought path to Thomas, where you just you know he's gonna get targets, you know he's gonna find the end zone. He's Got a very high floor, and, he, and um, he's got he's got that that rapper with uh, with uh, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he's the only guy that that I mean, him and Michael Thomas are similar in that way that they have that experienced quarterback who throws it to him all right, the time. Right, right. Another thing that you do have to look at though when you're looking at Devonta Adams is injury. He has had injuries in the past, missed a few games. Uh, Hopkins really hasn't had any bad injuries; hasn't missed a lot. Um, I think they're both solid options. You can't go wrong with either of them. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins did pay for him. I mean, he's still <laughs> going to be a solid receiver no matter what, I think. I, I just think he's going to take a drop-off just switching quarterbacks. I mean, it's hard to come into a new system and produce how he has been. Right, but monster dude, Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury, his offense, his offensive scheme, the way that he runs his offense, with Kyler Murray running it in there, like, even, like, you, like we were talking about earlier, how uh, Murray had a better, what, what passer rating or passing uh, completion percentage than... Uh, Brady, yeah, that kid was a rookie last year, and now he's got he's got a weapon like DeAndre Hopkins. I think it's gonna be, uh, I think it's gonna be good. I just don't think it's gonna be as good as what uh, DeAndre Hopkins himself is gonna be hoping for. <clears throat> yeah, just see, because I it's think, a new system. I think that uh, DeAndre, it it will be much better for Kyler Murray, but I think DeAndre Hopkins is gonna take a slight drop off from his recent monster years just because he's going into that new system. I think by midseason he'll be. That could be, but but I mean, by midseason, fantasy wise, that's not what you're looking for. But, I mean, you, it'd be better to take uh, yeah, but Devontae late, Adams. Late season, situation. going into the playoffs, DeAndre Hopkins, if he comes into uh, because the whole thing is right now with the whole coronavirus and them not having like real training camps or like having it pushed back to a later date than what they normally would. I feel like he's he's not gonna have as much time as you would like for him to learn that offense. Yeah, it's definitely something to working, keep in mind. Uh, like, account. you can sit there and study the playbook, but working with the quarterback, that's what's going to... Nothing can emulate on-the-field practice with right. the quarterback. That's why I like Devontae the the Adams better in, in this situation. I'm not but, saying Hopkins is bad. He's still in my first round. I just have him a lot lower than Andrew. Yeah, it's important to keep it correct. Hopkins, Hopkins taking a slight step back is taking a slight step back of being, like, the best receiver in football. So a slight step back is still yeah, amazing, top of the league. He's got, right. Michael Thomas has a stats, dude, but I think that... I still think that DeAndre Hopkins, the, the, the pure talent for Hopkins, position-wise, he's he's mm-hmm. the best in the league. There's no doubt. Uh, I, would agree. I believe that too. I just think in 
fantasy, it's going to be harder just, for him than right. than it is for Adams or Thomas this year, just because, because of their, yeah, the QB system. love and. So I mean I'm not saying he's bad. I mean that's not the argument, but I I just think in fantasy I'd rather have Adams than Hopkins here. So let's move on to the next one, number seven. I know he was pretty bad last year, but he dealt with an injury. I have uh, Alvin Kamara, who Max alluded to earlier as Alvin Kamara way higher. But would you say you have you put Kamara firmly in tier two running backs? Would you say he's a full? Full tier below your your McCaffrey, Barkley, Elliotts, and oh, yeah. well, uh, I, I I have I think you always have to three. put yeah. So well, who, what's your tier two then? My, well, my my tier one is only McCaffrey. There's, okay, there's nobody up there with him. That's fair. The next three are pretty similar. Uh, Henry, Saquon, Zeke. I might even drop Henry below those two, but uh, I would say Elvin Kamara is the next tier after those four guys. I have Delvin Cook. Yeah, I, I like Dalvin Cook. As long as he signs. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I like Dalvin Cook, too. Uh, I mean, these guys don't love Dalvin Cook at all. I, I have him in the first round. The only reason I dropped him down, because I was I was considering taking putting him in that fourth spot uh, around Derrick Henry, Michael Thomas, because he is fantastic. But if, but the it's it's not looking very good that he signs. I so. Yeah, I don't think you can, at least as of today, August 9th, you can't throw a first-round draft pick at Cook quite yet. It's just too big of a risk. Your first-round draft pick is so important to get a surefire player. And with someone with the injury history he has and just not being signed, and we've seen in recent history how running backs that have held out, it just really hasn't seemed to work out too well for them. Um, looking at past examples of Bell and Melvin Gordon, um, they've had the guy come in under them and outperform them, arguably. Right, so, um, so Andrew and Max, who do you guys have above Kamara? There? I mean, obviously Max has Kamara higher, but... Andrew, you don't you don't have Kamara? I have Kamara a little bit later. I picked him number nine. I think he's I think he's a, he's obviously a great running back. Um fantasy wise, I think he's a little bit more of a gamble. You never really know if he will stay healthy. I he's really the only guy there. Not much uh competition there. He's gonna receive some uh passes. I think he's a solid guy. I would argue he's probably one of the better ones right after a Derrick Henry. As a running back, I think Kamara's got more of the flair for the dramatic. He's got he might be a little worse, but he also might really turn it on and be a lot better. So it's a little more of a gamble. So what players do you have besides Adams and Hopkins? Who else do you have, Andrew? I threw in Lamar Jackson. I know it's uh, I know I know it is very controversial. Is it though? I, mean, I think it's controversial. I, I he think was it, I think it's so dumb to good. pick him there. I think it's dumb to pick him. There's no way he could sustain those numbers. I don't. Why not I don't, though? Because his touchdown percentage was ridiculous. It was it was so up around nine percent. It was not going to throw It was insane. Like I'm that. not arguing. It wasn't insane. It's, that's but. almost an impossible number to hold up two years in a row. I think I I can agree with that. Maybe his numbers are going to go down, but I still think he's going to be the top the top quarterback out of the entire thing. I, I think uh, he has the running. He's scoring touchdowns while running, which gives him more mm-hmm. points than passing touchdowns. He's still going to pass for a ton of touchdowns. You know he's going to run a lot. He's. I don't think he's going to fall off enough to warrant a second round. We can all agree he's going to be the best quarterback I fantasy think, yeah. wise, right? I mean I'm not I'm not I'm not arguing Lamar that. First, I have I have Lamar first round. I have him first round, first round. But I think that there's more talent here that I would prefer to take as my first running back or first receiver I think before the, I would take Lamar the, Jackson right away. The question I, comes I, down I don't want Lamar Jackson do you think over these guys. How yeah, much but you don't have to worry about Lamar Jackson not getting you points. That guy's gonna get you points. I know, but one. but then you leave a big hole in your running back. The question is how how far do you think the difference between Lamar and say a fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth round quarterback is 
compared to getting a, a Joe Mixon or a Julio Jones compared to a I think next tier wide so, receiver. So you're trying to say I think, the drop-off there between I think the two positions. Lamar Jackson is so much better than maybe Patrick Mahomes you could throw in there also. But I think Lamar Jackson, with his elite running, even with a, a decent drop-off in the passing game, I think he is still so much better point-wise than the next quarterback that he's worth the pick. And Lamar, It's not like Lamar Jackson can't throw. That guy's pretty accurate, especially in deep balls mm-hmm. like Marquise uh, Marquise Brown. Right. And you surround him with some better receivers, a year of experience, some some hunger after an ugly playoff game. I just think that the running back position, in a one-quarterback league, the running back position is more valuable than that quarterback position because you got two of them, so you got to fill up that running that back. Is, that's a, that's a good point. Yeah. And you, and like I said earlier, you run out of running backs pretty early, right. and, and you're kind of looking at, a, at basically a pile of trash after that. I just and think you, Jackson is so good that... He warrants the first round. I think I, I would just say let some some schlum take him. But yeah, right. Of course, a lot of leagues he's going to go way too early because a lot he of leagues is, he's going to go number one. He's, he's going to go number one, and you could eh, you'll I, get the points for it. You'll get the points it. for it. It's not a smart pick. I'm not saying it's a smart pick, but he's yeah. going to get number one. Point. I would say he's a smart pick for end of round one. Right? I, yeah. I would agree yeah. with that. I I would anywhere behind. I would say like pick number eight. I, I would be okay with that just because you get another pick coming up pretty soon. If you're picking him early, right. you got him, and then everybody else is gone by the time it comes back to your turn. Right. We can all absolutely agree that Barkley, Elliott, McCaffrey, Henry, um, Kamara, Hopkins, any of those around the table, any, any tier one elite um, receivers or running backs should go first, yes. without a doubt. Okay, so that that's basically the only discrepancy. You have Kamara coming in pretty close after that then. Yes. And everybody else has Kamara pretty high, with the exception of Delvin Cook, who I would have high. I I, I have Kamara ten. Okay, I have I have Delvin Cook with an asterisk, and uh, I I mean I I like him. I like him a lot. I I think that guy is fantastic. I just I'm just really worried about the season coming up. I mean, training camp started, so it's not he's he's not getting into training camp. He's not. I'm I mean I, I'm just worried about whether or not he's going to play, and I'm. I'm, I was I wasn't on him, but I'm starting to lean away from him though, especially the, high rounds. Do the injuries scare you, or is it just the injuries. once he once he signed you'll you'll let's say he signs tomorrow? Is he a first rounder? I would say he's 100 percent a first rounder if he signs tomorrow. Like what tier? Your Henry Kamara tier? I I would say uh, he, he's right after Henry. Okay, right after above Henry. Kamara though. Before Kamara, I would say. All right, so let's move on. Uh, Number seven, Alan Kamara. We got number eight here. Uh, I put Tyree Kill in there. Um, in a PPR league, I wouldn't love to have Tyree Kill that high, but in the standard league, he just he's such a boom player. <laughs> yep. that, I mean, you can't you can't ignore him. He's gonna get. I mean, you got Patrick Mahomes slinging the ball to him. He's we know how insanely fast he is. He's gonna get your your seventy your crazy yard touchdown passes on a somewhat routine basis, or more than any other player in the league. He's all he needs is one big catch to have a good day, and I think it's a safe bet that he's going to keep bringing that. Do you think his injury at all will affect him? I don't believe so. I think he'll be all right. I think he's a good fantasy option. He, I mean, he's, he recovers from everything. He's, he's just he's just a beast. Is he on your tier with um, with Thomas and Hopkins or and Adams? I'd say no, Thomas. I, no. I think Thomas, Hopkins, and Adams are... Your top three wide receivers. No, I, no. I think see. I have Hopkins even. I have Hopkins and Hill in the same tier. So what's your your alone number two is there Thomas and Adams? Yes. Or number Thomas, one. Thomas and Adams are are the best tier in my opinion. I, I think it's hard to argue with anybody else comes close to him there. Uh, 
I mean, Hop- I can see the potential for Hopkins, but I think the percentage-wise that he will put up those kind of numbers is is lower than these other two guys. So I, that's why I have him lower. I'm not saying that he can't do it. Right, right. I'm saying that he most likely won't put up those numbers, and those guys have a better chance. You're saying Hopkins won't put up those numbers? I, I'm saying that uh, he doesn't have as good of a chance to put up those numbers oh, as those other two guys. Right, because of what we talked about already. Yes. So I actually had uh, I actually had Hopkins before Devontae Adams. So Max, I'm not seeing Tyree Hill on your list. I mean, I'm you're the only one I'm sitting next to. I mean, I, I'm hearing a lot of agreeing here, but I, don't I mean, your Tyree list Hill doesn't agree. I don't have Tyree in my in my first round. So do you, you don't think he, he's a first round no, guy? I think he's an early second round. If like like what we were saying earlier is if you take you take a guy like uh, just for example, you take um, Josh Jacobs at the end of the first round to get your running back build because I think he's going to have a pretty good year. And then you can take Tyreek Hill early in the first or the second round because you've got pretty close picks. Okay, I mean, I I could see that. I would say Tyreek is a, is is more of a a risk because he can have those games where he won't catch. Well, the you ball. could take. I mean, you could take Tyreek Hill at the end of the first round and then go Josh Jacobs. Yeah, but for for me, I have him. So I have I have Julio Jones later in my first round. Do you would you take Julio Jones over Tyreek Hill? I personally would not. I would take Tyreek Hill first. Julio Jones is. Statistically, one of the best receivers ever to exist. I agree, but his touchdown that percentage. Man, that, yeah, yeah and he's, still gonna, he's still going to get you those deep, those deep yardage, like those deep yardage plays. He's still going to catch all that. He's still got the ability to catch the. Is he fully healthy? Because I know he had a little injury last year. He, he's got turf toe every year. So yeah, his, tur- his toes are probably black and blue. There's not a single person on on the planet that can actually cover Julio Jones. I'm gonna go Julio over Tyreek, especially if we are talking PPR. He catches so many balls over there. I think he's, um, I think I would take him over Tyreek Hill, hundred percent of the time. You know, you you got Tyreek. I would say could fall second. Now I think Chris, what you you said you said um, you said that um, Jones no 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 human can guard, but do you think anyone can keep up with Hill? Is Hill's no one can keep up with. Tyreek Hill. There's, there's very few people in the league that can somewhat run with that guy. The only thing with Tyreek Hill is uh, the, the the injury aspect of it. I don't I don't think that it's really going to affect him that much because I mean, you see the video of him running against uh, was it uh, Terrell Owens and I forgot the other guy, but he's fast. <laughs> he's fast. He's moral. He's he's gonna burn everybody, and then you got a guy like Mahomes who can throw it deep. To him. Yeah, I think for me, that's my. I realize as Matt's pointing out, I'm uh, kind of um, going away from my my planned list going into this. But as as I'm presented with new information, <laughs> I'm changing along the way. But um, I think for me, the tiebreaker. I think I'm gonna put Hill over Julio Jones. I do not think Julio. I think Julio Jones is a better football player in pretty much every regard. But in terms of fantasy, I think having um, Patrick Mahomes throwing it and just that constant um, big play, um, yeah, every play looming. Is. It's just every play could be an idiot, like yeah, could be every, a boom any, any with Hill. Play. And the Chiefs throw the ball a lot. They have just a rookie running back, so they're probably gonna be throwing even more this year. Um, and the Falcons are just the Falcons. I just Jones just for whatever reason can't seem to find the end zone, and I don't even know what you blame that on. It's just team failure just hasn't worked um, i think i think an argument for tyree kill is c- kind of similar to the lamar jackson argument where if uh if you're gonna take him late in the in the first you'll have another pick coming up soon so i think that if you're taking him 
you take him later in the first round just because you'll have that because he, he's a risk. Like right. You said, have the, yeah, yeah. I agree. You have the security of knowing you're not having because if you have the earlier pick, you're waiting. 20 picks for your next round, you or need, your next pick. An early pick, you need someone who's more guaranteed. Right, you don't want Tyreek Hill to be your guy. I think he is, he's, yeah, and, and first round, he's a, a second-tier receiver who's going to do well, but he's definitely a little bit more of a risk. All right, so let, let's move on. I got number nine, I have a crossed-off Chris Godwin here who I just demoted to pass the first round. Uh, I don't believe he's I, I did some more research, had a few debates with these guys, and I don't think Chris Godwin is going to be my first round. Well, let me ask you about that if you want to get into it. Why Why does removing Jameis Winston hurt Godwin? Because, I mean, I feel like that's pretty obvious. Fantasy-wise, he threw 5,000 yards. Is Tom Brady going to do that? But is is it about quantity or is it about efficiency? But is he going to – is Brady going to – I'm not – I don't think Brady's going to throw for 5,000. But he's a short dump-off kind of guy. He's not Right, but is, is he – but he's with – He's not throwing 30 picks like Winston. Is it going to be just more efficient catches? And maybe, I don't think. But do interceptions matter to a receiver? I don't think they do. I, I, I mean, think they matter. I think, no, they're, they're, I think the I mean, whole thing with 30 touchdowns, too. And he threw that many yards. He's not going to be that good with, I mean, with Tom Brady. I, did, I just get find less it, yards. And fantasy-wise, I don't think you can argue. But I think the end zone is really the what it's all about. Is finding the end still, zone. Do you think Tom Brady's going to throw 30 touchdowns? Tom Brady's style of play is a methodical play right. out well driven down the field. But we we have seen, I, I realize Brady's 43 years old and not the Brady of the past, but we have, look at even just last year when he hooked up with Antonio Brown, they went off when he's had, obviously this is way back in the day, when they had Randy Moss, they they did, when you give Brady a top receiver, he tends to use it well. I'm going to go ahead and say that he did not go off with Antonio Brown last season. He threw one touchdown to Antonio in Brown. One, it was one game. One game, but, yeah. one game, but... He threw one touchdown and he had a few yards here and there. I don't think he went off. Okay, I'm I, I'll agree with that. that. Going off is too. I, I, I'm too gonna dispute bold that. I will agree with Absolutely. that. Absolutely. But going I off. also I just I think you can argue the fact that there was thirty interceptions hindering the time that Godwin will be on the field. I think that does affect fantasy. But however, I don't think I think his fantasy value will still be hindered by the fact that there will not be thirty touchdowns. Well, let's let's see what is hindered. That mean? Are you saying I how far say, how far is Godwin dropping? I would say uh, I'll answer that in a second, but I think I think efficiency wise does not matter that much for fantasy because I mean, I Tom Brady I I would say at best he'd throw about the same amount of touchdowns. So I would say his ceiling is that amount of touchdowns, and I mean Godwin might get more than Evans possibly, but you got two guys to support there. I don't think the yards will come anywhere near. I just that. I just find it hard to say that making Brady the quarterback is worse for a receiver than having Winston. The I would maybe not why, worse why for is Winston receiver. not even starting then? Maybe, maybe not for the receiver because because the NFL playing an NFL game an NFL quarterback is different than right. a fantasy. Oh, quarterback. Of course, yeah. So in fantasy wise, I, I mean I think it would be better for the team. And for, like, the team, efficiency is better for the team. Right, right. But it's not better fantasy-wise, I would say, because Jameis Winston just launched it up there. I mean, he had the best chance to catch all those balls. Right. And, and I, I don't think he's going to come anywhere near as as many yards as he had last year. The difference between was. Brady and Winston is that, number one, I don't think Brady's going to be what people are expecting him to be with the Buccaneers because well, he's played under Belichick his entire career. That entire system is short dump-off passes. With the occasional bigger play. Right. It's not It's not like a Kansas City where you got Tyreek Hill, every play could be a big play. Right. I think that Brady, it, well, with the Buccaneers, 
he's going to rely on his slot a lot. He's going to rely on the tight ends. And then whenever they need a big play, that's well, where they're going to Bruce Arians likes to go for it. It's just the question is going to be how much is Brady running well, the show the, and how much the, is Arians. What's the chemistry between right. Arians and Brady going to be? Yeah, that, that, exactly. That's, that's so going to be the that question. chemistry is going to affect their receivers. Yeah, 100%. I just don't see a world where Tom Brady throws enough yards to make Godwin better than he was last year. I, I think it's going to be a significant drop-off for Godwin. I don't think their team is going to be worse, right. but I think their fantasy team right. is going to be worse. Yeah, they're... He's still. They've still got solid receivers. You, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, but Chris Godwin, with everything that everyone has said, dude, like they're, it's not going to be the big long touchdowns. But and you have to remember, like I've I've said, I like Brady more than the next guy, but he's forty three. He's not. He's not going to be slay. He's not going to be your Mahomes. He's, he can't sling it down the field like like he like he did even ten years. It's just he's forty three. You got to remember that. So in my opinion, for for taking him off my list. I, th- I did that because, I mean, everybody kind of just puts him there because of how good he did last year. And I, I mean, projection-wise, I don't think he's going to be – I think he's going to be a disappointment for you if you pick him that early. And I think he's going to go that early. And I don't, just for you, I wouldn't pick him, and I would I would just let him go. I mean, he's, he's, a, he's a guy that has too much, too much draft potential here, too high up in the draft if, for me to pick. What round does he have to fall to for you to say? All right, I, I would say him. second. I would take him in the second round because he is the slot guy. He is the slot guy, so Tom Brady will throw it right. to him. But I think that what you're paying for him is too much. How is he the slot guy? He, he's, he was the slot guy the whole whole time last year. He, he's much better in the slot. Who else do they have? That's Mike Evans is on the outside. Mike Evans is number one. He's a number one receiver. Yes. Then Chris Godwin becomes number two, and they're going to be using Scotty Miller a lot more. But yeah, yeah but, but they do. But they did put Godwin a lot in the slot a lot. He's last not year. going to be playing the slot a lot. I guarantee you that. Okay, well then maybe he should go even further in the second round. <laughs> I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't take Chris Godwin until third round. All right. Well, you're not going to get him. So you you wait till the third round. You're not going to get him. So basically, I'm saying you, you don't. Yeah, take, I, you don't right. take Chris Godwin. If you have an early pick in the second round, I'm not taking Chris Godwin. Okay. I don't think you're wrong. Or you may not be wrong, but I think what Matt's saying is right. You're not going to get him. I think. Yeah, you're not right. Gonna, I, I if you don't take him in the first round, you're not going to get him. And I think that's all right. He, I right. think that's all right. Not because he should. I don't fall, think. But... I don't think that he would last even to late second round. But I'm saying I wouldn't right. get him in the second round. Okay. So, but basically, that you're also saying you're not taking him then. Yeah, I'm probably not. Gonna take okay. Him. So let, let's let's move on. Uh, at my actual number nine here. <laughs> I I mean they have him a lot higher, but I have DeAndre Hopkins at number nine there. I've got Devontae Adams. You got Devontae, so we kind of swapped there. So you think? Where did you have Hopkins? I had Hopkins at seven, but I feel like I kind of want to switch Devontae and DeAndre. Just like I want to put Devontae at seven, just because of the whole new system with the Cardinals and DeAndre, and nobody you don't really know how well he's gonna fare there because. Obviously, Devontae Adams has been playing in the same system. Nothing new. There's no new changes for that guy. So let me, let me ask you then. If you have Devontae Adams down at seven, who do you have at five and six? Five, I had... Oh, that's my That's five. At five, I had Michael Thomas. Six, I had Derrick Henry. So then who do you have at four? Saquon. Who do you have at three? Or no, so, uh, my so number one McCaffrey, Zeke, Saquon, and then I had uh, I put Lamar up there. Okay, that that makes sense. Then if you got Lamar up there, then that's that's what that's a discrepancy. I, I only put Lamar up there because that's how I think people are going to pick it. 
Okay. I honestly don't think it's insane to take Kamara or take sorry, not Kamara. Um, Lamar fourth. I think I really think Lamar is going to be so much better than the insane. next quarterback. I think it's insane. I think it's absolutely insane to I take him think, before McCaffrey, I think Barkley, you're or Elliott. But I, I personally, I can't justify putting him that early. I'm not saying I'm not saying I'd do it, but I don't think I think Listen, you can you can make a case for it. He 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 had more than a hundred points more than the that quarterback gets last running, year. The dude He's essentially a running back. He rushed for a thousand yards, if I'm not wrong. He, he's essentially he gets, a running back and quarterback, quarterback and running back. Numbers. Right. He was so much better than the next quarterback last year. I just he's, think you're going to put a hole in your team if you take it. You're going to put a hole so in your running ver- back. He's so versatile, though. But you can afford to have... Because if you combine him and a, a like a lower-grade running back, he runs. He's he's a good running back. People that Pretend the, he's not a quarterback, and he's still like an amazing player. That's how good of a running back The whole reason is. I put him that high is because a lot of people are going to look at the points... Right, just the point value of what he does, not the position he plays and what. And he had a lot of people don't draft. A lot of people do not draft smart. It's true. That's true. (laughs) They look at they look at the point values of the previous year. Maybe if they're willing to look that deep into it, they look at the point values from the season before and they think it's going to be the same thing. But that's why we're here talking about real strategy behind it, position wise and tier wise. That's why we're talking about this. So I think if you're going to try to predict other people's, I would say, yeah, he's up there. But if you're going for a smart, strategic one, I don't see him. See, the, the way that the way that I try to do this list is whoever I put down in a spot, like, for example, Alvin Kamara at number seven, that means that I would not take Alvin Kamara before seven. But if he's behind that, then I think he's a value and I would take him. But, so I try to do that for everybody. So Chris Godwin, same thing. Like, I'm not predicting where he will get drafted. I'm predicting where the the earliest I would draft him. Okay. I think I would rather have Lamar Jackson forget all the quarterbacking. I'd rather have Lamar Jackson the running back than most RB twos. So I think if you have Jackson at quarterback and you get a running back round two, you can afford to have you can afford to stream almost even your running back two. Jackson ran for over a thousand yards last year and a lot of time like he and he's a quarterback, a good quarterback on top of it. Even if his his quarterback or his touchdown rate goes down, I think that's he's true. He's such but, a good running, like but, he's just such a good. He's he's good. <laughs> but when but when you look at it, I mean, you got to look at the discrepancy. Obviously, he's much better than if you have Lamar Jackson. You're playing somebody else who has a quarterback, right? You got to look at that discrepancy. But you also got to look at both running backs on your team. That's what I'm saying. The discrepancy. I'm saying, I'm saying I don't think it's high you enough. You can afford a a, a lesser RB two. To pair with having Jackson because Jackson is going essentially a good running back. But your RB one is going to be an RB two then if you, you take Lamar Jackson. And you could almost you could argue Jackson. You could honestly almost argue Jackson's an RB one. I mean, he could be an RB one, but he's in your quarterback spot. Right. That, and, that means and you're and running he's back. But exactly, but he, he doesn't put up enough numbers. He does to take though. over. A I think he quarterback does. and a running back that, one I'm, spot. I'm saying on I think team. he does. That's how he had, he had. Over 120 points more than the next quarterback last year. I mean, I understand that, and but over over 16 games, 120 points, that's that's not what... Having Jackson on your fantasy team last year meant your fantasy team was good. Like, it was almost that simple. That's how good he was last year. Okay, well, I, I see regression coming for him. I don't think... Because, I mean, he was fantastic in the pass and the run. Right. I think his passing numbers are going to go down, so I don't think he's going to have that much of a gap to where he's going to be able to make up for the for not having a good running back. I think you got you got to work around... Like I said, I would take him late. I would take him 9, 10, 11, 12, something like that. Just uh, just because I get another pick soon, I could get a good running. All right, so let's move on here. He threw 36 times on last year. Yes. But Patrick how, many he, how, many, how, how many did he... Not last year. No, no, no. How many did he, he rush for? Year. 
He was over a thousand because he did break the uh, Vic record. That's what I'm saying. Running, he's so. he's forget the forget the 36 touchdown passes, and he's still amazing. Like, All right. Well, well, okay. But I mean, that kind of moves us into number number uh, ten for me. I have seven rushing. I have. Lim- he okay, had one thousand two hundred rushing yards and seven rushing touchdowns. Okay. That's that's good. For example, Christian McCaffrey had thirteen hundred rushing yards. He had a, he had a hundred less rushing yards than Christian McCaffrey. Yes. But I think teams are going to be able to plan for him. I mean, statistically... How do you plan for him? He's so... Yeah, like, but, you can't. but you saw at the end of the year, teams started to make, force him to run to the outside, and he's not as good and running to the outside. they still went 15-1. I mean, they, yeah, they still went 15-1, but uh, a team, teams are starting to figure him out a little bit. I think coming into year two, they'll be able to plan more, because, I mean, that's how they won games, Lamar Jackson. So you put all your focus into Lamar Jackson, I think team... In the second year, it's hard. It's easier to defend against him, seeing what he had in his first year, than it is with no no tape on him at all. Yeah, but as as teams, as defensive teams get better, he gets Lamar better. Jackson is exactly. Better. He's still young. I mean, I believe he's, but I, I don't believe his stats are going to get better in the passing game. It's just, I'm just, I think it's impossible. He it's definitely that's, not that's impossible. probably what he's been working on the most is his passing mm-hmm. because he's obviously got the running aspect down. Yeah, I mean, and there's always the chance he gets hurt. Well, I, that's I just, true for that's everybody. Anybody. Yeah, but he, him as a quarterback, I think he has a higher chance of getting hurt than a lot of other people. But anyways, I have Lamar Jackson at number eleven there, so I'm, I'm not. I mean, I, I can't justify taking him early, but Do I have th- him there at eleven. How many leagues will Lamar Jackson be available at eleven? I'm not saying you're wrong for putting him there, but do you think he's going to fall to no, eleven? I don't, I don't think he is, and that's why I'm not going to have. I like, like I said, how I explained my list, I will not take him before eleven. What when do you think he'll go in most leagues? What pick will you have to have? have I, I, I think mean, he's gonna go top five most leagues. And I'm not saying that's right or wrong. But I, that's what a it good is. a good league. He's gonna go late first round. What about our league? Where it's our it's, league? I, it, I mean, we got a couple guys that I think would pick him early. So I don't. I think realistically, it's number six. I mean, that if if you want to pick him, pick him before six. If you really want him, but I think that's really gonna screw up your team. Mm-hmm. So moving on to that. I, moving on. Number eleven for me with an asterisk is Dalvin Cook. I got Josh Jacobs. Okay, I I didn't I didn't put Josh Jacobs up uh, in the first round. I have him as a as like the best number two running back you want you want to get. So, I think he's gonna have an extremely good year. I think if you take someone like I like Josh. Jacobs. Oh, I, I I believe I think he's a great breakout candidate. I think he's gonna be great too. I just I don't think I think you could get him in the second round. I don't I'm think not, you're yeah, going to take I'm him in the first that. round. I just think, me personally, I would take him, like what we talked about earlier, I would take him, if I had the 11, sp- 11 or 12 spot in the draft, I would take him at either 11 or 12 and then probably Tyreek, someone like Tyreek in the second okay. round. Really. See, what, the, the way I think you got to kind of strategize is you got to take Tyreek there because I think there's a better chance that Josh Jacobs will be available on your next pick. So that's why I don't have him there in the first because well, I think you he's the, up there. If you got the twelve spot, then you got the one spot <laughs> right in the second round. So it doesn't matter which one you pick at that point. Yeah, at the twelve spot. But I mean, something like eleven. I think I think I, I just think you're right. Uh, those are like two guy, two perfect guys to pick. Even if you go two running backs right away, I think that Josh Jacobs is the guy you want to take early in the second round because I think that's when he's going to go. I don't think anybody's planning on taking Josh Jacobs in the first round. So I think you try to you try to strategize that way, and uh, and try to get him 
a little bit later because you can. And you could get somebody else that somebody might think is better. Like Tyree Kill is a bigger namesake. You mean how like the Bears could have gotten Mr. Biscuit? <laughs> uh, we don't need to not, go. Yeah, we don't not. need to cry on the podcast. <laughs> All right, so moving on, Dalvin Cook, uh, I have an asterisk because if he doesn't sign, I'm not touching him. So at uh, at number 11, if he let's say he doesn't sign, uh, I'm not going to have him there. I have Julio Jones at number 11 then. I, I agree. I have Julio Jones at number 11. However, what I will say, I would personally take Aaron Jones over Dalvin Cook, even if Cook signs. I, yeah, know, I, I know it's yeah. controversial because Aaron Jones did rely – on a lot of touchdowns that season, he but he did also rush over a thousand yards. I think it's a little controversial, but I can't trust Dalvin Cook. Even if he does sign, I can't trust that he's going to stay healthy. And I right now, the fact that he hasn't signed is just too much for me. I I don't think he's a trustworthy. I, I agree with uh, Andrew on that one. Look at Aaron Jones' numbers here. He ran for a thousand eighty-four yards last year, and of course, the big thing everyone talks about, he found the end zone sixteen times on the ground. Um, but I think. It's going to be a lot of the same. It's last year was the first year head coach. It's his second year. It's going to be, I think, a lot of the same. A lot of an older Rogers going to be relying more on the run game. It's going to be a lot of throwing to Adams and a lot of handing it to Jones. And I, I don't, I don't. Sixteen is a big number, but I mean Henry was in the end zone sixteen times. McCaffrey fifteen. Cook thirteen. So it's not insanely higher than the the rest of the elites. Um, but I think Jones is going to at least come close to last year's production. I don't fully disagree with you guys, but. I mean, well, I, I actually blatantly disagree with the <laughs> Dalvin Cook part because if Dalvin Cook signs, I'm taking him without question over Aaron Jones. But, I mean, I, I agree that uh, Aaron Jones, it, I mean, he's not going to have a terrible year. And, I mean, he's he's still a good running back on a good team. So, he, he is going to be good. I just, I don't, the talent level drop off from Dalvin Cook, I think Dalvin Cook is just so much higher. That's where I think, yeah, I, yeah, it, it comes down to if he signs, of course. Um, but I think just the systems and just with the the outside variables, Jones is my pick. But I think they're they're on similar levels. They're not drastically different. But I'm personally avoiding Cook, as we've said many times now, so until he signs. So what do you guys think? Uh, there, the the real thing that I said, Julio Jones. Do you think he that's a good spot for Julio? There is uh, eleven late, late first round. Yeah, late I would, first round. Yeah, late first round. I would take Julio. I had him in my eleventh. I think as we as we've said, Jones is one of the ones that's gonna get bumped up by the casual fans. Everyone knows the name Julio Jones. He's known as one of the best receivers in football. Um, but I think the biggest thing for him is just it's just so I don't even know if you can really like count on it happening again. It's just the weirdness that he can't find the end zone. Yeah, I th- I think that he. I mean, he's he's. Due for some touchdowns. But how many here. years have we been saying that? I no, just... cause, but he, I mean, he has had, he has a few touchdowns. Like, there, there's some, I read something, some sort of pattern about Matt Ryan throwing a bunch of touchdowns every, every like three years or something he, like that. He had six you touchdown can't rely catches on last superstitions year. Too. No, I mean, you can't rely on it, but I, well, I he mean, read an article somewhere. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, show me who, the like, website. <laughs> it's hard, it's hard that to, to say Julio Jones is only like as good of a receiver as he is, he's only going to get a few touchdowns again. It, I think the same way that you say Aaron Jones is going to go down, I think you have to say Julio's going to go up in touchdowns. Right, but if you're talking, I know but, we're not talking PPR here, but PPR, Julio Jones would blow anyone. Oh, yeah. yeah PPR, but, uh, except for Michael Thomas. Thomas. Except Michael Thomas. I don't think, with Jones, it was, with Jones, it was just last year he scored a lot. And then with or, um, with Aaron Jones, had a lot of touchdowns last year. But Julio Jones, this, is, this wasn't just last year. He's been Mr. Can't Find the End Zone for a, a few years now. It wasn't a blip and, like, 
stray from the norm last year. That's become the norm. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess it has, but... I, I like Julio Jones, don't get me wrong. I think the Falcons are going to be a little better this year, and I, I think that they will find the end zone more. And I think Julio Jones, I mean, he's going to have to, he's going to, have to be the one that catches those touchdowns. Right. So I think uh, an improving Calvin Ridley is going to make the, the focus go away from Jones a little bit, and I think that Julio Jones is going to get more touchdowns this year. Nothing crazy, nothing high up there, but I think more than, what do you, what do you have, a few touchdowns right. last year? Six. Six touchdowns, I mean, that's... And I think for a guy he, that catches the ball that right. much, he's got to find the end zone more he than that. He had 63 receptions, 1394 receiving yards, and six touchdowns. Six touchdowns really isn't that bad. It's, yeah, for, for comparison, Thomas had nine, Godwin had nine, Galladay had 11. Um, but it also, his touchdowns came at inopportune times for you because he had a lot of games where he had yards, right. like just a ton of games where he just didn't have a touchdown. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I mean, if I'm not so mistaken, you're saying, he had like touchdowns at the end of the season and he really didn't help you that much as a first round pick he didn't really help you that much no he, yeah, he, he did not he was not season. what you wanted as a first round pick last year Without but I, I believe this year he'll be better oh no he was i'm um he had so are you saying with kelvin ridley he's going to be getting the majority of like the the down the field passes and then they're going to rely on julio in the red zone I, I mean, I'm not sure about that, but I think I just think having somebody opposite of Julio Jones that is getting better. They, I mean, the defense is gonna can't. I mean, you saw how what they did to him. They they double triple team Julio because he's the only guy that he they would throw it to. Well, they yeah, have, they got gonna throw it to Kelvin. They use they use Austin Hooper a lot in the red zone. So yeah, that's they, what I'm this saying. is listen to the numbers here. We have so in the first three weeks he had four red zone targets and five touchdowns, um, or four touchdowns. I'm sorry, so. Four red zone targets, four touchdowns, weeks one through three. And then week four through ten with a bye week mixed in, he had two red zone targets, no touchdowns. Julio? Julio from week so, four yeah, through ten so there with was the a bye period, week week nine. There was a period he had that two he really red zone screwed. targets between four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Five weeks, or I'm sorry, six weeks, two red zone targets. So, I mean, that that's... And then one touchdown. I feel like, touch, Hul- two, I feel like one touch- a tough one because he's definitely, he's obviously a dependable... No, oh. Pierce, the, the tiebreaker for him is he's an amazing, pure, raw talent at, like... Right. He's, he's amazing. I feel like the Falcons system doesn't use him the way that right. they should be using him. Yeah, how, I, it it doesn't make history. sense that he would have two red zone targets the man is, what over is he, 30, six weeks. He's 31 years old, and he's he hasn't had he hasn't shown any sort of, any type mm-hmm. of drop-off. He's still, just watching him run, he's just insane. It's he's, just the, the situations they... They find themselves they, in. They either... Use him in or lack mm-hmm. to use him in is what hurts. And we've his seen in the past in the numbers. playoffs where they just for whatever reason can't seem to get him the ball in the end. It's like it does almost seem like superstitious. Like it just doesn't happen, and that's not a good way to to draft. But right. it's, it's it's something to think about. What I'm saying is, it's not like it's not like Julio at all has dropped off. It's just no, no. It's it's almost the team around right. him. Mm-hmm. The team around him. The stuff he can't off. control like hasn't worked in his favor. Because you remember when he had Roddy White on mm-hmm. the other side. That, that was that, that was something. Was, that was quite the receiving court. Uh-huh. And that's when Roddy White would make the tough catches, and then you got Julio running down the field. That was the year they went to the Super Bowl, if I'm not wrong, right? Was yeah, that... yeah. And then uh, Tom Brady had the best Super Bowl comeback of all time. All right, that's enough of that. <laughs> that's neither here nor there. I, don't hear that. <laughs> I believe we sent a picture around of the refs celebrating with that. Tom Brady. All right, so the Super Bowl. Can, I know. I know you've been. Gonna... <laughs> if we're if we're moving on to the 12 spot, can I start it off? Yeah. So, go ahead. Okay, so for the 12 spot. I had Julio slash Amari Cooper for the 12 spot. Amari okay. Cooper? Yeah, see, I got Amari Cooper. I don't <laughs> have him in consideration in my Amari Cooper's first round. I just Dak Prescott, <laughs> Dak Prescott and Amari Cooper have 
one of the best quarterback wide receiver chemistries that I've seen in the league in a long time. Dak Prescott, Prescott will throw it up to Amari Cooper because he knows he will grab it. It doesn't matter where he puts that ball, Amari Cooper's catching that ball. There, But there was something with Amari Cooper. I'm not arguing that he's not a good receiver. I'm saying there were a lot of games last year. I know he was hurt, but there's a lot of games last year, especially away games, where Amari Cooper just disappeared. He had he had great weeks. Mm-hmm. It would be like back-to-back. He was great, terrible, great, terrible. Right. He was just, I mean, he still ended up pretty high, but going Listen, week he, to week, he's, what, he's not a guy you can like trust at least from last year's statistics. So the way – I know this isn't completely relevant, but look at Amari Cooper's production on the Raiders compared to what he did with the Cowboys so far. It's, oh, it's night it's, and day. He's yeah. a completely different mm-hmm. – his numbers are completely different. With Dak Prescott thrown into him in that system, that offense, Amari Cooper has the potential to – but he's gonna get the touchdowns. He's gonna get the catches. Is he though? On paper, people said the same thing last year. The, the Cowboys' offense is insane. They went eight and eight and didn't I, do well, it. I feel like also I think on them, paper you're hundred percent right. But is them, it gonna happen? With them drafting CD Lamb and they've got they got Mal- Michael Gallup last year. I'm not saying Michael Gallup is the greatest receiver in the league. No, but he, he helps. He, he helps. He's got potential, and he's he's gonna be a second year player this year. I feel like with CD Lamb, Amari's production might drop a little bit, mm-hmm. but. I still feel like Dak depends and relies on Amari Cooper for the deep ball. Oh, yeah, no, like you said, the the chemistry is is as tight-knit as it can get in that regard. But, I I mean, yeah, he's a great receiver, but does that translate to fantasy points? Because that's what I'm looking at. I I definitely wouldn't take him first round for me. I think he should fall a little bit later. Uh, Not late in the second round, but, like, beginning to mid of second round. That's where I would take him. The only reason I put him at the 12 spot, like, him or Julio at the 12 spot, is because basically their roles are the same. You got got two guys that they're not going to give you – they're not going to give you a ludicrous amount of touchdowns, but they will give you the catches and the yards. See, I I have a hard time agreeing with that because Julio is, like, the only guy over there that's – that like he he just he's the target monster and then Amari Cooper now with all this talent besides him yeah but you got you got the, the way that if you've got a team stacked with receivers and you've got a team the, whatever team is playing them on their defense most of the time defenses don't have two shutdown corners and a and a lockdown safety you've got teams like uh, Dallas that's got all these weapons at wide receiver so. You've got guys that are going to cover. They've got to cover all three of these receivers now, and which could lead to openings for Amari Cooper for for more touches and more catches and and the, and the or touchdowns. Or does that does that hurt him? Because they focus on Cooper and they have other right, big guys that, that are going to step yeah, up but then, even more. But that that could but open up the, do you, the season for. So you would Lamb. would you take Cooper over? You take Cooper over Godwin and Evans because they kind of have a similar thing with the plethora of receivers. I would cover. take Cooper over Godwin. I don't know about Evans. I I would. I would prefer to even, have Godwin over those three. Uh, I'm just looking. I, at I actually, yeah, I would. I would take him over Evans because I've got him in the first round. I don't even have him. Yeah, see, I, I just, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be happy at the end of my draft if I had the 12th pick. I mean, depending on who I could get as the in the first uh, or the second round first pick, I, I just wouldn't be happy with Amari Cooper being the best person on my team. I, I agree with that. I think Cooper's a, 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 like one step down, like your Kenny Galladay tier, your your Tyler Lockett, your Allen Robinson, uh, Keenan Allen. That. That's where I, 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 I Cooper. Uh, Tyler Lockett there, 
but yeah, he's, he's projected more. Keenan Allen too. Uh, Tyler Keenan Lockett's projected Keenan more Allen. than Well, I mean than the projections like that. I mean, we got to look at our projections. I am looking at our projections. Keenan Allen deserves to go higher draft projections. This is our projections for our league. Yeah, yeah, that's the NFL projections. I mean, I don't really think they know much about what they're talking about. Have you? I don't know. I can't. I to me, I'm just not. I would be disappointed. I agree if Cooper is the best person on my team. I think that would be a little bit disappointing. I'm not saying he won't produce in fantasy. I think as a as my very first pick of my team, I wouldn't want Cooper to. Be if I fan. had if I had a fantastic running back like like those top four guys we talked about, if I had one of them, I'd be happy with Amari Cooper as my number one receiver. But I don't. I just don't want him to be my number one yeah. guy. On if my you team. if you have say second and third pick and you get Barkley, um, second pick and you take um, Cooper in the second round, like yeah. I, I that I, can I yeah I'd, I'd be very happy with that. Mm-hmm. But uh, see, I I I just don't. I don't have Amari Cooper in there, but I do have uh, my twelfth pick in there. I uh, if Dalvin Cook doesn't sign, I I would bump up Aaron Jones. Uh, kind of speak to Andrew's point there. Uh, I have I would I would bump him up. If Dalvin Cook does sign, I, I Aaron Jones would be a, like first pick of the second round for me. So he's he, but he's super late round for me. Uh, for me, I have uh, questionable. I put Nick Chubb as my number twelve. I think he's still going to be a solid guy for the Browns. I think he does he does catch the ball here and there. He's not you know the biggest on that, but I think he's still going to be a very solid pick as a running back once you have the very top of the, you know, running backs gone. I think the Browns as a whole are going to be, there's going to be a lot less pressure. They played like seven primetime games last year. Everyone in the world's like the Browns, the Browns, the Browns. And I think as a whole, I, I honestly, I'm thinking, I think Mayfield's going to have a better year. I think Chubb's going to have a better year. Oh yeah. And I don't think they're going to be. I mean, it, how hard is it going to be for it's Mayfield not saying to have much. a better it's year? It's not saying much, but I think, I just think I'm buying on the Browns. I they didn't think. have a horrible year. They were oh, horrible, yeah. but the expectations were... Year. He wasn't horrendous. He was horrendous. He was not horrendous. Horrendous is way too He found harsh. the end zone quite a few times. The, the Brown, what was the, the record? He made the, some tough passes. Yeah, no, Mayfield, he was a rookie. I mean, for a rookie, he had, he had an A-OK year. He wasn't a rookie last year. No, he he was, was not a rookie last year. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> I think horrendous is far too harsh was to his turn. First I, I would, I would group him in with uh, Jared Goff there, where they both just dropped off from the Goff good, was, per, yeah. good percentage they had the first year. I think that they, they really just, maybe not horrendous is the right word, but they disappointed you. I just really think, I honestly think the whole, the media, the pressure of the world being on the Browns really affected them. Yeah. I think that a lot of that's going to be taken off this year because they brought in... Um, OBJ and just everyone's Browns, Browns, Browns. They had their, so many primetime games. Their defense is going to be a lot better. Their defense now. is going to be a lot better. You got Miles Garrett back. Like you got, they just signed Carl Joseph. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, for me, Nick Chubb, he's not. He's also just not a guy I want as my first guy. Like he, he's in this exact same situation. I would say with Amari Cooper. If you have somebody better, like let's say, who do I have late? I mean, if you got Julio Jones late in the first, and then and then you got him. I mean. I'd be happy. and then you got Nick Chubb. I'd be I'd be happy with that that's, stack right there. But that's what I'm saying is how, Julio, or, yeah, Julio Jones and Amari Cooper are very similar and in terms I, of their I, production rates. I think Jones is a, a, a titch above. Yeah, I, w- I would um, say Julio is better. But I'm just I'm, similar. Yeah. What right. I'm asking is how can you be happier taking to um, first of all Amari Cooper's younger, so you've got that going for Amari Cooper. Julio Jones has been obviously more dependable in term of or in terms of career wise, but 
I feel like those two are hand in hand, like pretty much the same type of player. Because I mean, not in terms of skill. Don't get me wrong, but like right. in terms of production on the field, fantasy points. I, I see, think I see, I see night and day between those two because Julio Jones is a guy. He's not gonna like give you a week, a game winning week for you. He's not gonna blow you up on a game, but he's so consistent week to week that. And Amari Cooper is just like. It's, it's. I mean, he's not boomer bust, but giving, he does either really good I think or really you're bad. Give, I think you're giving Jones too much credit. Last year, he had a five point week, a four point week, a nine uh, yeah, point week. Yeah, I mean that that's true. A seven point week, I, an eight in, point in week, my a eyes, six point so week. Look up Amari a six point week. Jones had a lot of a lot. Yeah, of I mean, I was weeks. disappointed. I had Jones last year. I ended up trading it to you. I ended yeah. up trading away. <laughs> And he you, didn't. But, no, and he didn't do it for me. No, I mean, he had, he's, he's not a guy that Jones I love, had. But Jones had two weeks over twenty points last year. All right. Well. I don't know. I getting back to the issue here. I mean, Nick Chubb. I just he's a guy that I want as a, an early compliment in the second round. So we're not too far off there because you have him last in the first. But I mean, I I would rather get one of these other guys and then take Nick Chubb See, early that's, second round. That's exactly why I put him as my number twelve because then you can stack him with another good player that you can whether you're going for another running back two running backs in a row or you get him and then a solid receiver i say something take, like that i say you take nick chubb and then you could take joe mixon two guys like that yeah two like versatile yeah, yeah i'd be okay with that two good because then, then it's not you don't have like a real number number one i would say like like a great first round but you have two guys that are that are like top tier number twos and that that yeah. combination is better than having like christian mccaffrey and and someone who's just so much lower than yeah, Chris. like a, like a Christian McCaffrey, and then like a David Montgomery. Yeah, some some like that. I I would rather have that double stack right there of Nick Chubb and Joe Mixon, so, so, or like uh, I think a great a great stack Nick Chubb and Josh Jacobs there with oh, a twelve yeah. and one pick that would be a fantastic setup right there. But or even if you could get like an Aaron Jones and Nick Chubb. Yeah, I mean yeah, that'd, that'd be good. good. You could get, get Jones and Chubb. Yeah, a good. You could get a good stack. I I think later rounds you're. You're you're a little bit better off than you are in the top rounds because, uh, just because there are so many guys there in that that high up second round that will complement your guy well enough to beat out a Christian McCaffrey. All right, I've got a question for you. So you so you take just for example like what we just said. You take you got the twelve spot. You take Nick Chubb and then very next round you got the next pick. You take a Josh Jacobs just for example. Then you got to wait all the way until. Mm-hmm. Everything comes back to you. Who do you take at quarterback then? Well, quarter quarterback, I, you want to take. I, I'd be more worried about who you get as receiver because quarterback. I I'm more of an advocate of. But I feel like taking too late. I feel like taking two running backs right off the bat, like stacking it like that. I feel like it it messes you up the rest of your draft. It depends how you feel about quarterback. Like who are the quarterbacks that are worth? We have Jackson. I'd honestly argue Jackson and Mahomes are the only ones worth taking in the first three rounds. Yeah, because. I mean, if you don't get those two guys, You're the rest of the guys are job. so similar. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if you have a Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, who's like a good amount better than like Matt Stafford, it's not such a ridiculous difference there at quarterback that I think you could handle taking a quarterback really late. Because, I mean, if you could stack your team with running backs and receivers before, uh, you can afford to take like... Because the hit on a quarterback isn't some right. ridiculous number. Basically, you're looking at like, 20 point average to like 17 right but you double stack two two uh two running backs at the end of the first round early second round then you're waiting 24 picks to get a receiver yeah but that that's the thing you got to plan out at the beginning of your draft you got to see who you'll be able to get later in those rounds and if it's worth it do do you think it's worth taking a what you're saying as a tier two running back and then a receiver right away 
as a, as your stack. I mean, you can, but I would say it depends on which receivers are left. I think it's if you go Chubbs Jones, I think you arguably are going to have the best running backs in your league, the best tandem. If you're doing, if you're going late, because what else? What are your other options? If you go Barkley, someone end of the first round, is it going to be Barkley? Yeah, see, that that's why I think so. If you're doing that, your bank, your running backs are good. Like, yeah, you, you're, so you're, you're kind of deciding. I'm my running back should be the strength of my team. At some point, you're, you're, you're going to have to take a hit somewhere. Right, you have. I mean, because if goes. you take running back receiver, then when you get later, I mean, you're you're picked for run. That's why running backs go out so fast in these right. fantasy drafts. That I think it, if you're in that spot, it's almost smarter to take two running backs right away, as long as you know they're going to produce enough to beat out a Christian McCaffrey type. Right. Because wide receivers, there's a lot more of them. I mean. They're not as high profile in the beginning rounds, so I think you can get like a steal later, like someone like DJ Moore. DJ Moore's projected a lot. I mean, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, someone mm-hmm. like that. Or I mean, even a De- uh, <coughs> excuse me, even like a Devonte Parker. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You could get somebody. You you just gotta find somebody later in those rounds that you believe in. Even Allen Robinson is, is. Yeah, even something like that. But you you have to find someone that you believe in in right. those later rounds, and then you'll be pretty much set because if you're set at running back. Uh, you could find receivers. It's harder, to, yeah, to, it's find harder to find a late running back that you believe in. Yeah, Much harder to find a running speaking, back later than a receiver. Speaking from experience, I've notorious, notoriously <laughs> not been good at picking running backs. So the past couple of years, I've tried out picking big-name receivers right away and then kind of waiting for running backs, and it has been a huge mistake. I didn't even make the playoffs last year. Uh, my running back <laughs> here has been so bad. Fantasy <laughs> <laughs> 2019 champ over here. So. <laughs> Uh, but basically, I have I have Aaron Jones there at number twelve, and he's a bump up if Dalvin Cook doesn't make it. But he's like right there on the cusp, kind of like what you said with Nick Chubb. I have him back there, so I think any combination like that is pretty good. So any other real describing? Max has a hot take there at number ten. Uh, not fully confident in it, I see, but I think Mike Evans is. I think he's going to be good. I <laughs> I think. I don't know. I as as I've said over and over, I like the Bucks a lot. Um, in hindsight, ten might be a bit high, <laughs> but I think you just look at they're just both they're both just good. They're both really tall. They're really strong. Like they've been good before. And I just I've said this over and over. And I know it's a little different fantasy wise, but I don't think switching from Jameis Winston to Tom Brady is going to severely hinder the wide receivers. I think it. I also agree. I mean, he, Tom Brady is not ever he since Randy Moss since those I realized days, that was literally thirteen years ago. So yeah, yeah very he, different. He, it's Tom been Brady, a very long but, time since Tom Brady like really aired it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just I find it hard to believe that Mike Evans is going to be just like Chris Godwin argument. It's, it's going to be hard. I know for him you, to you can. Them. I know you can. The projections take him with a grain of salt, but they do both like Evans yeah. and Godwin a lot, just for yeah. for whatever it's worth. And, and you tell us not to not to let our hate for Tom Brady cloud our judgment there. And oh I think no, I'm letting your love I, for Tom I, Brady. I fully cloud admit I have a, a big problem with being biased towards my boy Brady. <laughs> All right. Well, anyways, that that's the first round there. So we're gonna move into uh, our namesake here, the the debaters. We're gonna move into a debate. Me and Chris are going to be on the line here with uh, Dak versus Kyler. Who's going to be better this year in uh, fantasy-wise? I think... So, do you want me to start off? Yeah, you could go ahead. Okay, so I think just because I think the Cowboys receiving core is so much better than the, the, uh, the Cardinals, I think that because he has more weapons and he's got Zeke out of the backfield, Dak Prescott will have more yards and he will have a better, a better record. Because, don't get me wrong, Kyler Murray, he 
He does have the ability to run. He's a he would be a better runner than Dak if he had a better line. But the Cowboys have had a decent line for years now. I know that uh, what's his name, Frederick Travis Frederick. I know he retired. The center. Yeah, I know he. Re- I know he retired, and he was probably their best off- offensive lineman. But I just feel like Dak still has the better offensive line. He's gonna have more pass protection. He's got the receivers that he's got. Michael Gallup, CeeDee Lamb, and Amari Cooper, who all can make anything happen at any time. Obviously, CeeDee Lamb is a rookie, so we don't know how well he's going to fare in the league yet. But based on what he did in college, that kid is going to be amazing. Yeah, I mean, I see your point there. I mean, I mean, he's a third receiver, so he doesn't have to be spectacular to be and good. I feel, I just feel like it's going to take a while to to gain a chemistry with Hopkins and Kyler Murray because of the coronavirus and not being able to work out as much as they would have liked when they signed him. Yeah, see, now, some of, some of the points you made there, I I think that that's going to help Kyler Murray. Like, not having a good line, it's going to make him go run the ball more. It's going to make him get the, that baseline there. Dak Prescott doesn't have to run the ball. Uh, running the ball for a quarterback is worth way more than the passing yards. So I think that him, just just by that, he's going to have, I mean, he had a decent amount of rushing yards last year. I mean, he, and he's a rookie. I mean, I think he's going to get, and he can only get better having Hopkins there. He had, I mean, he had a good year last year as you've a rookie. Got, you've got Dak, who's still trying to prove himself. He's still trying to earn that contract he's asking for. He's still trying to get the Cowboys a playoff win. He, I, I, what do they have, one playoff win in the last, since like 1990-something? Yeah, I mean, but I, I just think Kyler Murray is really going to break out this year. Coming into his second year, he's going to come into his own. He's going to... I'm not saying Kyler Murray won't be good. I just still think that Dak will be better than him. I but I, I that's where I'm going to disagree because I think Kyler Murray is going to come out sling that ball. Uh, I mean, 3,700 yards with uh, without DeAndre Hopkins, Christian Kirk as his top guy. Now Christian Kirk drops down to their number two receiver, and DeAndre Hopkins is number one. I mean, if he's doing that well without DeAndre Hopkins, just think of of the ceiling he'll have with but DeAndre two, Hopkins. That's two guys. That's two receivers. I mean, they they have the always well, who's uh, their reliable leader? Larry Fitzgerald, and he's that. He's, I mean, I would say that he he's in ranks with C.D. Lamb because he's older now. But he, like I said, he doesn't have to do as much because he's the third receiver. Who, Same thing with C.D. Lamb. Okay, I mean, so so obviously the trade for DeAndre Hopkins, they got rid of David Johnson. Yes. Who is their running back? Kenyon Drake, and he he proved to be really good last year. As soon as he as he came but into that Ken, role. But okay, so I I'm I'm not gonna lie. I don't know a lot about Kenyon Drake. Yeah, he's he's a pass catcher. He he does he does catch the ball a lot. I mean he he torched San Francisco a couple times. I think that they're gonna and and just the thing their pace of play too. The Cardinals were one of the fastest teams. Don't they run? They run a lot of hurry up. Yes, they? they run a lot of hurry up. Uh, and just the fact that their defense is not good, they're going to have to throw the ball a lot more, making Kyler Murray have to throw the ball a lot more, and I think he's just going to be better. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that he's going to have less interceptions than Dak, let's say. Like, I think he's going to have more interceptions than Dak, but I think just overall he's going to have to throw the ball more. I think he's going to basically have to be better than Dak to keep their team in it, and I think he has the talent to do it, and he's going to break out this year. I just feel like Dak has more motivation in terms of he needs to be better. Because he's, like I said, he wants that contract. He's on right now this season. He's going to be playing on the franchise tag. If he yes. doesn't want to be tagged next year, he has to prove himself. And he needs to get a playoff win. So I think he's going to be more driven and more motivated to perform even better than he has last year. In the last couple of years, he's been like 
top five in the league for quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not saying you're wrong, but I, I just think Kyler Murray is really going to take that step enough to surpass someone like Dak Prescott. Because uh, I, I just, honestly, I think Kyler Murray is going to be the better quarterback than Dak Prescott, and I think he's really going to start showing it this year. And I, I mean, I you, feel, you, and I, I do think that the receiving core that the Cardinals have is better than the Dallas Cowboys. I feel like you can compare Kyler Murray to a Russell Wilson. Because Kyler Murray and Dak Prescott are two completely different type of quarterbacks. Yeah. But, so are you saying Kyler Murray is going to be better in the run aspect or the passing aspect? I I, I mean, I'm not 100% sure. I'm, I'm sure he'll have less passing yards than Dak. But I think fantasy-wise that Kyler Murray is going to be better than Dak Prescott. At the end of the year, you're going to you're gonna see, I think, Kyler Murray up there. And, I mean, I'm not saying Dak isn't going to be up there, but I think he's going to be higher than Dak. I think he's going to have more points fantasy-wise. I don't see him being higher than Dak. I see him being higher than he was last year, but I don't think he's going to get higher than Dak. Because the, the, rushing, the rushing baseline by itself that he has over Dak, it's worth so much. So, so as you can see with Lamar Jackson, I mean, rushing for a quarterback is worth so much. And with Dak barely running at all, that's a baseline that Kyler Murray already kind of has a step up on. What do you mean barely running because at all? Because he's, he's more of a... He, he, Passes more out of the pocket than he runs. Kyler Murray is going to be on the run more. That's that's comes back to the offensive line, is what I'm saying. Right, but that also he's not. Kyler Murray has proven last year he's not the most accurate on the run. No, I mean, he he's might gonna, not be. But and with his offensive line, he's going to be on the run a lot. So and, his and then I think that's going to force him to to run the ball, like actually like run the ball. And and I think he's just going to get better. In, one thing in that'll that help. One thing that will help him is DeAndre Hopkins is a good downfield blocker. Okay. Yeah, and I mean, and if he gets into trouble, like, I I can't say the same for Amari Cooper. Like, I know you said earlier that Dak can just throw it up, but if if Kyler Murray just gets into trouble, just toss it up. DeAndre Hopkins is gonna win that ball more than fifty percent of Dak, the time. Dak, hundred percent has a stronger arm than Kyler Murray. I mean, yeah, that might be true, but I mean, Hopkins is just he's just a monster in of, of itself. Like, you don't have to have that great chemistry with Hopkins. You just, I mean, look at what Hopkins has done with like. Such shitty quarterbacks. Like, I mean, it's just, I, I just think Hopkins just alone. I are mean, you, how are you going to call Deshaun Watson a shitty quarterback? No. <laughs> when Deshaun Watson went out with that knee injury, we, we had two two bums come in for him. And, and DeAndre Hopkins, I had DeAndre Hopkins that year. He still put up great fantasy numbers with those two bums. Who, who, who did he have? Matt I, Schaub? I'm not Matt Schaub? Uh, Matt Schaub might have been one of them, but there was somebody else too. But I'm either way, they were not good. Oh, uh. Savage, right? Brock Osweiler. Osweiler. Yeah, uh, I think Savage is one of them too. I don't know. I, either I'm way, Savage. Hopkins is just—he's—he's he's just too good to like. You—you you can almost—you can't—you can barely miss him. I mean, you just throw the ball in his general direction, and that—and okay, so but that's the same thing with that's yards. Literally the same thing with Amari Cooper. I don't think that's true, even in the slightest. I think that literally all you have to do look up Amari Cooper highlights. I'm not gonna look up Amari <laughs> Cooper highlights. Just, I mean, I know for a fact I've watched their games. I've watched the the Texans games, and I I see DeAndre not, Hopkins I'm just so saying, much better. And like, I'm not saying Amari Cooper is a DeAndre Hopkins, but type he, you player. can't just throw the ball like DeAndre Hopkins can catch a lot of balls that Amari Cooper can't. I mean, do you agree with that? I okay, believe so then I, do, then, I believe DeAndre. Say, I believe what sets DeAndre Hopkins apart from Amari Cooper is his route running. R- Amari Cooper is one of the best route runners in the league. You can't argue that. But DeAndre Hopkins is the best all around receiver, maybe close to Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas coming in second. 
Yeah, and I just think that having DeAndre Hopkins, Kyler Murray, like thirty seven hundred yards without him, like could he? Do you think he's going to go down from there? You, you said he's going to get better, right? Yeah, I believe, I think he's going to be far and away better than he was last year. Because yeah, but I just Kirk I still won't, number one. I still won't put him at above deck. I, I do have has, him above deck. Dak has too many weapons. I mean, I know he has all those weapons, but he proved last year that even with those weapons, he could still fail. But now he's got CeeDee Lamb. I mean, he has last year, Lamb. But... Last, year, last year, Dak Prescott had Amari Cooper, uh, Michael Gallup, and Tavon Austin. Okay. Tavon Austin never lived up to what he was in college. I'll be the first to tell you that. I love Tavon Austin. <laughs> but he never produce the way that everyone thought he was going to. Now you replace Tavon Austin with CeeDee Lamb. So you're saying that CeeDee Lamb is going to be ridiculous amounts better in his rookie year than Tavon Austin is? Yes. And how do you know that? That is without you, a question. You have not pr- he has not proven himself. Tavon Austin is like, Tavon Austin is literally like 5'8 or 5'9. CeeDee Lamb, I think, okay, I don't know. Yeah, his, well, he's taller. But yeah, he's, he's taller, taller. He's got stronger hands. He's stronger. And... Tavon Austin has the speed. That's it. But once again, with this limited training camp, how well is he going to be acclimated to the offense? Do you think that? Do you think that Dak Prescott just having? I mean, he still had Amari Cooper and uh, coming to mind, Gallup. Uh, yeah, Gallup. Uh, but he still. I mean, they went eight and eight, and he was a good fantasy guy. But I'm just saying, he. I think Kyler Murray is really going to take that step. Like he threw 20, 20 touchdowns last year. I think that those touchdowns are going to go way up with DeAndre Hopkins because you literally just throw it up. DeAndre Hopkins catches a touchdown. I'm not arguing that. I can throw it behind my back <laughs> with my eyes closed, and DeAndre Hopkins will somehow catch it. So I think that just his boost of having Hopkins is going to be so much better, and he already has proven that he could do it without DeAndre Hopkins. Pretty, I mean, he, he didn't do enough to make their team win, but, I mean, neither did Dak. So even though Dak had a great year, uh, Kyler Murray's a rookie. It's his second year in this off in this high-powered offense, it, and now he's got real talent on his side. I, d- I don't see I see him really being like a top quarterback. I think he's a great breakout candidate. I think he's going to really be up there. I think I agree that he's going to be better than he was last year, but I can't I can't put him above Dak Prescott. See, I mean, I I don't think we're Kyler Murray is a, he's going to be a second-year player, and now he's got. He's a second-year player trying to gain a chemistry with a new receiver. But you've the got Dak. Receiver, like you've got Dak Prescott. Receiver. You've got Dak Prescott, who's been in the league since what 2014 is when he got drafted. So this will be his sixth season. He's been with Amari Cooper for the last couple of seasons now. Michael Gallup already last year. He's got chemistry with those two guys already. The only new one is uh, C.D. Lamb. But Kyler Murray, the same thing. In okay, but Kyler Murray only has one year in the league. And you've got an older Larry Fitzgerald who will still catch passes, but he's no longer the number one. He he's he 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 does not have any sort of speed. But when did Amari Cooper come out of the Cowboys? He he hasn't been there for that long. Yeah, this will be his uh he came in the the 2018 season he got traded there. Okay. So like they're, midway they're in the season, season? Mid, midway so season. I mean, he doesn't really have that much more time than Kyler Murray does. And if if that's your argument, where Kyler Murray only has one year with these guys, Amari Cooper only has a year and a half with Dak. But what I'm saying is, Kyler Murray has one year of NFL experience. Yeah, but Dak Prescott, I mean, he, he has one year of record with those with those Christian Kirk and Larry Fitzgerald, 
And now I, I'm just saying those guys were were good with uh, Kyler Murray. And now DeAndre Hopkins comes in. I just I can't see him failing on being one of the best quarterbacks. Okay, but he had what I'm the whole my whole point is he has two receivers. I don't like. Don't get me wrong. Larry Fitzgerald is Larry Fitzgerald, but. In terms of the league today and how old Larry Fitzgerald is, it's not gonna be the same. He's got he's got two receivers and then Kenyon Drake. But that, whereas I mean, Larry that, is still a number three though. I mean, okay, a number whereas, three receiver doesn't have to do too much. Which whereas, Larry is perfect for that for that. Okay, role. but literally all of Dak's weapons could be a number one receiver on any given team that they go to. You can't. You don't have that with the Cardinals. I, I can't, you can't say that about Ceedee Lamb right away though. Yes, you can. You can't say he would go to any team and be the number one guy there. It's, I mean, that even even Gallup. I mean, he's not going to be. He's a good compliment to Amari Cooper, and he's really he's one of the best number twos. I like. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think you could take Gallup and put him somewhere, and he's just going to automatically be the number one guy. Gallup is a he's a good player, but I I bet you uh, CD Lamb will have a better rookie year than Gallup had. I mean, not. Could be true, but I believe that's neither here nor there. And and let me let me just let me just add this quick snippet. Uh, Madden twenty eighteen. I had Larry Fitzgerald. I just threw it up. You know, we caught every ball. All right, we caught every ball. So I'm not. I'm not. Bring, I'm not going to say. Gonna bring video <laughs> Larry Fitzgerald catches pretty much everything. I mean, that more of a joke with the Madden thing, but he catches pretty much everything. I believe Andrew enlightened me with uh, a couple of years ago. What was it, Larry Fitzgerald? Still had the most receptions in the league. Yeah, we, we had the most receptions in the league. I forget exactly which year, but it was not that long but ago. It was be, like a few you know, years, that's years be, ago. That's because they literally had nobody else. Yeah, doesn't, but, he have, doesn't he have like some crazy stat that he's got more tackles than he does drop passes? In his, yeah, in his but that's because he's, yeah, he's, no. he's just so sure-handed. He's a great number yeah, but three. How old I think. Is Larry? It doesn't matter. He's a number yes, it, three. It matters. Okay, if you're gonna say, oh, it doesn't matter if Tom Brady's forty-two. Yeah. A quarterback and a wide receiver being but, old is very. But he different. has proven that he's, been, I mean, been in the league for this long. He still, he still had his hands okay, well, didn't get worse. He's thirty. I mean, he might not be able to sprint with the ball as well, but he still, I, he can I still don't catch the ball. He's also a third not, receiver. Right. He's not also not be. the guy on that no, no, team. No, no, so I, I don't. Think I don't. No, I think I think he's kind of irrelevant. I, I like Larry a lot. I just don't think he really matters that much in this. This debate, and he but he doesn't have to matter that much because he's the number three. Okay, right. clearly we're not going to see eye to eye on who's going to no, be better, whether it's Dak or Kyler. So let's move on to your. Argument. I w- I will say I will say that I will say that uh, they'll be similar. I think Dak. I don't think Dak Prescott by any means is going to be bad, as I'm sure you don't think Kyler Murray is going to be bad. See, the thing is, the thing is, when we were talking earlier about uh, Max's cloudiness of his judgment for his love of Tom Brady, there's a shy mark of that aspect. For me, too, with Dak Prescott, because I've loved Dak Prescott. Yeah, recently. and I, I mean, I, I love DeAndre Hopkins too, but I, I don't, I don't feel like I'm being too biased, and I don't feel like you are either. I mean, we're talking about stats here, and and uh, more just projections. I mean, if you like a guy, you like a guy. I mean, it's if you like the way he plays, you. I don't you think like what he puts out there. I don't think Kyler Murray is a bad player whatsoever. I think no. he has the potential to be very similar to what Russell Wilson has done in the league, because of his size and the way that he plays. They're very similar quarterbacks. Obviously, Russell Wilson ran it way more than Kyler did in, in early on in his career. But like, like I said earlier, this is only going to be Kyler's second year. So he's got – if they can figure out their offensive line situation, maybe he has maybe he has a better year than Dak. But I, I still think Dak – I say 90%. I'm 90% sure Dak has a better year than – Yeah, I mean, I know I'm not in the majority here, but – 
I think that just Kyler Murray, just with just all the talent, I think he's got he's got a better chance. I mean, I'm not going to say anything near 90%, but I do think that he's going to be better than Dak Prescott this year. And uh, I think we got to put a $5 bet on it. $5 bet. Chris says no to the $5 <laughs> bet. He doesn't want to lose He's not that confident in his I, in I his mean, pick. I think that right there is... Uh, I'll do you one better, sir. A $6 bet. <laughs> no, I, I got mean, five in my wallet right now. I'll put it on the table. Here we go. All right. It, it's on. $5. Just shake his hand over the microphone here. All right. I think By that, the end of the season. I think that about that wraps it up, though. Uh, yeah, I think we're uh, overall. Good overall, you guys, you know, we we agree on a lot of when it comes down to it. A lot of the picks, we have a little bit of variances, but I think overall we agree for the most part on the very top of the, you know, top of the players. And you know what? I think we did all right. All right. Well, for from all of us here at. Uh, Fantasy Football Debaters uh, studio here in the basement. Uh, see you next week.